I think it works too. Like I, like I knew when I was in, I was in Baltimore. I was, I was boozing. I was like working in a restaurant. I was like, it was very unhealthy. I was like in a pretty unhealthy relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just wasn't thrilled about how much I was drinking and it felt like it was making my life unmanageable Mm -hmm. and I knew where to go. Mm-hmm. When because I had were, that feeling, because I was 13 is when you were when you found a, out about it as a child, yes. <laughs> as a so I knew child. and I knew that it worked. So I went and it did work. If I go to a meeting every day, I, I will be sober. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. If you're enjoying Al Anonymous, the podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. If you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free pod, it would mean a whole lot if you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if that's too much for you, perhaps you can tell all your friends how much you love the pod. Thanks, guys, and enjoy this episode. Hello, listeners. This is Al, Anonymous. I'm Al, your host of this podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, my friend Joe Spire, has joined me at McGulrick Park today to discuss, I don't know, what are we going to discuss today, Joe? Um, recovery? Recovery, addiction. Um, Drugs. Mental health. Men- yeah, yeah. Psychiatrists. We, mm, this is all Al Anonymous territory. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. I, this is my territory, too, I feel. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this on this show of mine. Sure. Of ours. It's lovely. The collective Al Anonymous community. Uh, I thank you on their behalf. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, and yes, you may smoke a cigarette on while recording. Everyone, Joe is smoking a cigarette, which I think is really cool. Uh, it feels really cool to blow it into the mic. <laughs> That might be like an ASMR thing that people enjoy, which I find disgusting and weird. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I don't listen to the podcast, so. <laughs> um, you smoke Newports? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have a story behind that? I feel like mm-hmm. whenever someone smokes Newports, there's a reason. There, uh, There's a few reasons. Um but the, the main one was, and to just go right into the recovery speak, I was in a rehab in uh, Delray, Florida. Mm-hmm. I was like 20, and um, I was in detox, and there what, was... A, can I ask what you were detoxing from? Heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was doing heroin, and then I stopped and went to rehab in Florida, and... Um, there was like a guy that was going and getting things for everybody in there because we can't leave. We're like locked down mm-hmm. fully. Um, and I gave him money to go get me cigs. And I was like, can I have Parliament Full Flavors? That's what I smoked at the time. Um, and he just came back with Newports. And that was like ten, nine years ago. And that was that. And that was that. Now yeah. you're a Newport. Now I'm person. a loyal, loyalist. Um, wow. And it's convenient because nobody wants them. Like when people ask me for cigs and I have a Newports, they they walk it back right away. That is a really good <laughs> uh, strategy for not bumming cigarettes. Think about people. it. They are the most expensive, though. Are they? They are pretty much. I recently found out that the bodega across the street from the kratom bar that I go to, I frequent. They have cheap cigarettes because this girl, I was like, does anyone want anything from the bodega? And this girl's like, can you get me American Spirit Blues? And I was like, whoa, I haven't bought cigarettes in a while. So I went, ordered the cigarettes, and he was like, for you, $8. And I yeah. was like, 
should I start smoking again? Yes. Like I feel like I I should if I can if I can get them at this price, I may as well. I get them. I get them at that price as well. That's that's how I justify it. Yeah, because we're so charming. That's why. Yes. He said I really. He could have said for me for you like twenty dollars, and I still would have been like ah, but eight dollars is a good. Great deal. Really good deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. So I, t- so I went back into the crate and bar and I was like, guys, guess how much this was? And everyone freaked out. And they were like, well, I'm going to go get a pack too. You could have so lied and made a quick buck. I could have, but I'm, oh man, I'm not that, I don't have that uh, foresight. Yeah. The money making, the hustling. That's the addict mentality muscle. though. Is it? Yeah. To Any, make a quick buck? Of course, yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah, that's why I don't I, know. My mind always goes to that. Well, I I would never had a, a heroin problem. I feel maybe that it, you, with your addiction, different addictions, different different mentalities. Yeah, definitely. Different, or different drugs of choice. I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, they took that. <laughs> I hear Clothing rock that we passed on the way here. I missed it. It's. I feel like they're going to regret it and it's going to end up back on the sidewalk. Should we stop this and let them know? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, let, I'll let them find out. Welcome to Greenpoint. Straight, heteronormative couple. Hmm. Cute. Oh, yeah, this park is, as you can see, it's family-friendly and beautiful. And the scariest thing that happens here at night is couples will be come here to break up. And yeah, that's the scariest. Also, this is where adults like to trip on mushrooms at night, too. Oh, nice. And like cops drive through and they're like, hi, this is cool. Enjoy. Greenpoint. Greenpoint. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. There's sandwiches here. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. It, but what we were saying about the like smoke the rehab. Smoking. Well, with the uh, the the way that like different drug addictions like kind of shape the way that you view money and think mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. getting money. Right. 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 I guess that. Yeah, when you have when you when you're like addicted to heroin, it's like really tight. Uh-huh. Like it's like you everything has to go to that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So any amount of money that you can like skim or scrape is like really mm-hmm. crucial it was a i when i was like doing i was doing really poorly i was living in southeast ohio in a college town mm-hmm. um this was after rehab so i had relapsed um mm-hmm. moved to this college town it's like living at a, a show house with a bunch of like college kids hell yeah and, i lived uh, in one of those they're great lived in a few um yeah but I was delivering uh, chicken wings mm-hmm. for this place, and I would like edit the tips on the receipt mm-hmm. to like make it like add like three bucks or something, or mm-hmm. like change a three to an eight. Yeah, and Ugh, that, I love that. It added up. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they would just, I mean the kids are so wasted; they never notice. Or I would just give them back incorrect change. It was just it was constant. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely have. I know that behavior. Both of my brothers had, uh, you know, heroin problems. I like, I was telling my mom, so I have a shopping addiction and I was, I was, show, I was telling my mom how I like buy teens precious heirlooms that they're selling on Depop for like really cheap. Like their art or? No, like, like jewelry and pearls and, okay. and like stuff that they do not understand the value of sentimental uh, nor like a monetary yeah and i was telling my mom and i was like it's basically like i'm rescuing these items and she's like oh that's so sad that they have to that they are selling their the jewelry like that because she equated it with her son stealing her jewelry to pawn really fast 100 percent and which yeah. By the way, on Depop, it, it's not like that. Like the teens, they, if they wanted to make a quick buck, they would bring it to the pawn shop. They wouldn't. Depop is different. Sure. They, it's like a social media platform. It's ethical. <laughs> yeah, it's it ethical. is a social media. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and they and they like 
they're so rich that they're just like they they're they doing it for cloud or something mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's like, like a, it's like a popular girl thing cool yeah i have an account really i think i bought a hat on it once i have two tips for searching for stuff for cheap on depop and the search terms are my mom so it's like they're the teen selling their mom's like designer shit that they think is ugly sure uh and this one's really good my ex because ah. it's stuff that people want to get rid of really fast for really for cheap. really cheap yeah great so those are my tips Shop- shopping addiction that is so the way I think about money with my shopping addiction is I don't think about it at all. It's like not real. It's it, it's it's endless. Yeah, that it's it's the opposite, you know. Absolutely, that that, that it, uh, that's so funny. But it is addiction, just the same. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else what, like that? Well, you know? like when I yeah, I'm thinking about like uh, I I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit. Uh, another rehab brought me there and I was playing a ton of cards like poker every single day and mm-hmm. I noticed that my relationship to money changed a lot then as well because I had so much of it and it was like it was always moving around like it would just come and go like nothing mm-hmm. and it was connected to nothing right, it was just right. like how to keep score or something uh-huh. which was really jarring coming from like sweating every nickel and dime in like Southeast Ohio and then going to LA and like playing cards all the time. Is this it was when, like, were you so, were you clean? I was sober, yeah. So, but you basically traded heroin for poker? Maybe. Because, you know, gambling addiction is a thing too. Yeah, it, it, it is, sure. I I don't know that I experienced it like f- that bad. I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I wasn't really... It wasn't to, like going to kill you. No, no. I was playing like just poker. I don't, I feel like poker's not Maybe it is really bad at some level. I don't know. It seemed fine, but uh-huh. also I. How was it? I was like 22, 21 or something. Sure. I was sure. In, a, in a weird situation there. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, though. but could it have gotten bad if you? If I don't know if the stakes were if got if, a little higher if you got a little more into it. I'm sure. I'm sure it could have been bad. I've, I mean, I, I was definitely like surrounded by a lot of people that were like really going through it like living in their cars in Mm -hmm. the parking lot of the casino and like they owed Mm -hmm. everybody at the table money Mm -hmm. from like months prior when they had like hit them up for 20 bucks to like get in a game or something it's pretty gnarly yeah yeah my dad taught me how to play poker when I was like eight my dad he says he doesn't have a gambling addiction but he does oh he, he likes he likes doing it yeah he really likes doing it. It's fun. No, I, I, I just, I, I don't like doing it at all because my really, I don't like the thought of losing money for, for nothing. I'm not like getting a new thing out of it. I You're like getting, getting material. A toy, yeah. You want yeah. something to show for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I came to the conclusion that shopping addiction is an amalgamation of gambling addiction and anorexia. Ah. So that's something to think about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It falls somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's good, right? I can't really explain it. I need well, it's to... Because like, it, 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 it somehow relates to, like, image and, like, like the body. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, like, disregard for the value of the money, I yeah, guess, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's something... It's... Yeah, it's something like that. I like it. Thanks. I kind of agree with your mother, though. Like, it, that that's where my mind went. It's like, oh, these kids are just, like, snatching shit up from their parents and just Right, right. It. Yeah, so my mom... My she, mom... Ha- she went dark with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. she had direct... She directly dealt with, you know, her, her things being stolen. And so I grew up with my dad. She had my brothers and my dad had me. And so my DOC drug of choice is alcohol, which... You know, in New York City, costs ne- next to nothing. Sure. You know, it, it's if you go to an opening, it, it's free. You know. That's right. Open bar. It, it, it's so, and that's also why heroin opiate addiction is so much more dangerous because 
the pure stuff is more expensive and you get to a point where I, I mean, I feel like this is you, you should be talking about this, <laughs> oh, sure. yeah. but, uh, because alcohol is legal, it's, uh, you're less likely to die from fentanyl, you know? Well, sh- I mean, sure. Like it's, it's regulated in that way. I think that like the, the main danger of the, of heroin is that you will overdose yeah. because it's cut with something or you could just overdose on normal heroin too. Yes. It's not great. Yeah. For that. But I mean, aside from that, like kind of what you were getting at is like when you get like really deep into that and heavy into it, you you start to kind of like rub shoulders with some seedy figures just by the nature of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just drinking, you can just go to the opening and just like get hammered for free. And it's Mm -hmm. like relatively safe. But I mean... (laughs) I don't know. You just are going to be committing more crimes to get the stuff. It's, I, I don't think it's safe at all. What? I, the drinking? The drinking, Oh, yeah. sure, it's, sure. It's very, it's so bad. I just realized how incredibly dangerous it is for a wasted girl to walk home alone. Yeah. It is so dangerous. I never, because I was always the wasted girl, like walking home like, I'm you know yeah yeah and like putting my headphones on and just like that's yeah it's so <laughs> crazy that it's taken me almost three years of sobriety to just grasp that concept that that's <laughs> stupid and irresponsible and dangerous and you what? die what drinking walking uh, that drinking specific and, bit. But that, yeah. that part because that was a big part of my drinking was being alone and, you know, walking around drunk, bar hopping on my way home, just yeah. like being blacked out. You blacked out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's when it got started to get scary. And I was like, this is not a way I want to start my day every day. Like, I don't want to try and figure out what I did last night or how I got home. Just like wake up with that, like, overwhelming shame and like putting the pieces together. Yeah. And also like so grateful to be in my own bed. Like and like shocked to be in my own bed. <laughs> I can't relate. I've never blacked out. That's, I mean, that's scary because that that's like a reason to keep drinking. <laughs> I know, right? It's easy for me to justify it. Actually, mm-hmm. I just started drinking again. I was. Yeah, let's talk about your your <laughs> recovery journey. So, let's so. Delray, Florida, was your first stint in detox. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can keep going. I I can go back further than that. Yeah, no. Okay, now it's time for Joe's qualification. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take take it away. I started drinking and doing drugs at uh, 13 um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Was it freshman in high school? Maybe I was 14. I'm not sure. But the first time I got wasted, I did get arrested. and I just running around in the snow from the police and they like followed my footprints like <laughs> to a playground. And I was just like hiding in a slide or something. What, what, what did you do to get the cops on your We were just trail? like, there were just like five of us and we were just like being extremely loud really late at night and like trespassing on a pool zone. In the winter? In the winter, yeah. We were just, like, standing around drinking my mother's alcohol that I took from her. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, did you put... Did you refill the bottle with water? No, we got arrested. Right, right. <laughs> so the, the police came and woke her up, and that's how she found out. Yeah. So th- that was... that was That's kind of how it started. And I, uh-huh, and, I, uh-huh. and I went to AA meetings as a 14-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Did that, your mom make you? Did the police make you? Uh, the court ordered. Court ordered, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had to do, like... I was, that was on, quote-unquote, house arrest. Um, Did you have the bracelet? Anklet? No, no. They just called it that. They're just like, you can't hang out with people for whatever. They just, like, You're grounded, grounded. Yeah, yeah, like, legit. Court-ordered grounding. Exactly. And I had to do community service, but I did go to AA, and, yeah, the people in the meeting were extremely nice, and 
really I've never concerned. Seen a thirteen year old in AA. They hadn't either. That's crazy. I, they were so concerned. Yeah, like, they were I, that's really nice. Disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. That was, the, and that, that's the thing. It's like it's it's fun for me to like. Wow, that's an early introduction to I, AA. I know it's cool. I've been in it for over half my life. That's wild. All yeah. right, keep going, keep going. That's, talk about talk about that. Yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. So that freaks me out. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I didn't. I didn't get the full, like, taste. I don't know. So I just kept going. I was just chilling in high school. I was so sad in high school, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, bummed out. Had no friends at the school that I went to. Just kind of struggled with that. And uh, kind of built my identity around, like, being a weirdo drug addict person Mm -hmm. who, Mm -hmm. like, smoked weed and took psychedelics and yeah you're cool i was cool you're yeah. cool i listened to music and stuff and yeah did you sm- start smoking cigarettes i started smoking cigs yeah, yeah. yeah hell yeah I turkish did. royals oh my god me too actually no camel uh camel lights they're called camel lights and then they're called, called camel blues now yeah yeah i think i quit i switched to american spirit when they started going by blue i hate the spirits it's hard to get a good pull on them. Oh, I love how long they last. I, I don't. I'll just smoke I started two. Smo- I started smoking American Spirits when I got a copywriting job, and I wanted a really long smoke break. That's true. Fair enough. So yeah, that's when I switched. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I can't do it, but I will just smoke two Newports back to back. That's for the folks at home. That's how long it takes to smoke a Newport. They burn quickly. Yeah, they, but, I guess I I don't know. I'm not a Newport smoker. I don't have that hard story. I'm okay, thank you. All right. Joe just offered me a Newport, and I just said no. To just to reinforce my earlier point that nobody wants them, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, you just like a, a, a high school druggy kid? Like, I don't know. It was sad. Mm-hmm. Doing, but I did like pretty much uh, the whole spectrum of substances. By the time I got out of high school, I had d- done a lot of, all of the things. Really? The uppers, the downers, the, the opiates, the, did a lot of coke. It was just like getting down, like, uh-huh. heavy. Like a lot of these, like, experimental drugs that have bizarre names, like, like 2CI and 2CE are kind of popular ones. And there's like 4FA and sure. these other weird things. The that science like just, They chemicals. just fry the shit out of your brain. It's just Where like did you meth. get them from? The internet? Just like older freaks mm-hmm. around. No, not on the internet. That really wasn't like... That wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of missed that. That whole deal. Like the Silk Road stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just like getting getting down and I had just I had a really open mind about... <laughs> substances in general and mm-hmm. was just really open to new experiences um and when i uh was in college i was, when i was offered the the like epitome of hard drugs i was like instantly just like hell yeah like wait so you you didn't get you didn't what was the epitome of hard drugs heroin, heroin. yeah yeah, yeah. so like you didn't that's try like the platonic ideal yeah yeah so you didn't try heroin in high school? No, I had to like mess around with like some opiates here and there, mm-hmm. but I didn't really care about it. I didn't really get it. Um, I just like took perks and Vicodin and I think some oxys maybe here and there. But and I did smoke a lot of opium, but I love the smell of opium. It's so great. It, it is. It is really nice. Um, but again, like I never got like strung out on it. I didn't really like think about it. Mm-hmm. It didn't really like hit for me then, but. But then you... But then I tried it, and I... Yeah, just, like, it immediately started, like, going straight to, like, IV, and, um... It does feel really good. Oh, I, it's it's lovely. It feels so good. So good. Just ruin your life mm-hmm. for it. And that was kind of... Yeah, like, the, the moment that I did it, I was like, oh, shit, like... Yeah. This is going to be a daily thing for me. Yeah. I was like, this is it. And, yeah, and that... And it just kind of, like, kept going. I just did it every single day. Couldn't stop. Had no desire to. Yeah. And then that's when the money thing... Yeah, totally. Like, immediately, yeah. Just totally strung out and just dealing with that for so what like ha- four okay, years. So you're introduced to heroin and you're, you're like, damn, I'm going to do this every day and you're doing it every day. And then and then what happened? And then just went through... I was in college, so I like just went to school and made it through one year and then made it through 
part of another year before I started failing every single class. And then I went back for a third year and I just, I think I failed all of my classes the entire mm-hmm. year almost. This is, yeah, class. So I couldn't get there. Yeah, I, was just, I couldn't go. Yeah, I couldn't go. I had a job that I was doing and like working in a restaurant and just every single dime went to drugs. And it was just, uh, it's pretty, pretty hectic moment for me. And it all kind of culminated with like, people started to notice like friends and the word like got around I was gonna ask so like uh, what triggered sparked your earlier drug use was you know lonely sadness loneliness not having friends were you were you using did you find friends to use with during college or was it I just I used just with one girl mostly and then another friend of mine who was my friend from high school, like, kind of would dabble, but he wasn't, like, truly, like, he never got down. Like, he literally just did it recreationally. It must be nice. I, God bless him, but, <laughs> you know, he, he's an alcoholic in his own way. He is an alcoholic, God bless him. Um, yeah. And he is sober. Does he know? Oh. He, yeah, he's multiple years sober now. Good for him. But, yeah, he never got addicted to heroin, which is really so weird. People, yeah, people have their DOCs. It's wild. Um I'm yeah. I never got a. Di- I've done it. Uh, yeah, it's not for me. Not for me at all. Sure. Actually, I've only done it maybe like three times. The first time I did it was at a Wesleyan party, and this guy told me that we were doing coke, and then it wasn't coke. It was heroin, and yeah. I just like was in the bathroom Puking. doing doing bumps with him all night, just feeling oh, the best. Oh God! And then the fall, the next day, I was I puked for like. 24 hours. Yeah, totally. 24 hours. And I was like, well, I guess never doing that again, so that's good. That was bile. It was just like just Bi- like, like yellow, it, yeah. That's what it is. It's so disgusting. Yeah, like, it was really bad. It was so bad. It like stings. It's like acid. Mm-hmm. It is acid, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, hurt, it burned. It was so bad. And then the second time I did it, also my my best friend at the time her boyfriend was stealing from her and it was like all the t- like the telltale signs of you know a- addiction and whatever and we found like this bag and we we're like ooh coke let's do coke before we go out ah and then it's like we're the like, pulp fiction thing and yeah and then we're like lying in bed and we're like wait oh this is why why do we feel so like chill and good and they're like oh right it's heroin not ah. not coke and the third time I did it. Okay, this is the last. I'll, I'll make it all about me. But the third time I did it, it was on Christmas at my mom's. And my Christmas brother, Day. Yeah, my brother. It was, yeah, it was Christmas Eve. My mom and stepdad had gone to bed. And my brothers got, like, heroin delivered. And Nick, my, my um, late brother, the younger one, he snorted it. And Zach, who's older and now incarcerated, he shot up and he was like, this is what do you, this is this is what it's like for us over here. Just kind of like to guilt me. What were you not? You weren't living there. I wasn't living there. OK, so it's like a really weird, tense moment. And I was like, I'll do a lot. It was such a weird thing. But I like did that was the third time I did heroin. And that was the first time my choice to do it yeah and i just have negative associations with all three of those times so good yeah that's really good yeah you truly i feel like if you're even brushing up against people doing heroin it's fortunate that you don't like get sucked into it in my opinion it's because it's just so good yeah like and yeah. it's just also not normal to even be around that. Like, it's not. People have not seen that thing. Like I know it's it's wild. It's real. It's wild. It's disturbing. Yeah, truly, it's it is a heinous thing, and it is like it was like so common where I was at in Cincinnati. I mean, a, a lot of my friends are dead from it. That yeah. it's like just ravaged the the Rust Belt, basically destroyed. For by sure. For sure. Dope. Um, <laughs> But the bile, I just like thought about this story when like the first time I puked and saw bile, I was like, I was, tr- I just like had, I had just copped. I was like driving my car. I had no, I couldn't put any gas in it. It was like the light was on E. I was like so frantic and like 
kicking mm-hmm. and I got drugs and I like went back home and I like opened the car door and I was like overcome with this wave of nausea and mm-hmm. I just puked the bile and I had never seen it before and I thought that Pretty I was yellow. I thought it was dying I was like there's like I thought that it was like my stomach lining or like it was I, like, it, it, I, it was your stomach lining that's what that is yeah well it, it was it was fucked up I called yeah. my I called my mom I was like mom like I think I'm dying she's like what did you do she was like I was like I puked and it was like yellow she's like oh that's bile that's fine you didn't tell her the reason no no um so yeah so your mom knew about the drinking because you because were of on, high school because of high school yeah I, had was she she knew I got down with other stuff too like she's this, like so but chill this is all before you went to re your first rehab yes yeah the, this okay. whole the we're the, still early on in yeah, the, the journey yeah I think I'm 19 now or 20 mm-hmm. um but yeah when I when I when I called her asking about the bile it was pre-rehab and um but she had caught wind of it like it was kind of going around it was like oh like Joe is really fucked up all the time and not hanging out with anyone and Mm. just being shifty and yeah typical just the normal thing like just being kind of mean probably yeah no that 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 specific addiction turns you into such a piece of shit asshole yeah is like no longer you no you're not so mean like you only take Mm-hmm. Like you're so mean. Yeah, it's not it's not the best. I, I remember like looking at like a a plant or a plant in my apartment and like being mad at it. Like I remember feeling like hatred towards like inanimate objects, like for no reason. Like it just was so. Oh my god. Sad. That is really sad. Not pleasant, uh, but kind of funny to just hate a yeah. house plant. It was, it was, humor it was peculiar. Um, but either way, I don't know. I, I, I told my mom about it. I found out. She found out. We talked. She has been through her fair share of this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from like outside, like outside of Chicago and that just she's lived a pretty wild life. Um, so she was like she knew the deal somewhat and just like helped me get into a treatment center um but i wasn't like ready to like get sober at that point at all i was yeah. like 20 and mm-hmm. totally. I mean, it was definitely helpful though like I, I think that i did like learn a lot i was in a lot of therapy um mm-hmm. but i don't know i wasn't done just like immediately started drinking after i got out of there for sure for sure you have to there's no way you're gonna stop if you're if you don't want to i mean I, I wanted to go to treatment i wanted to kick for sure. I was, like, uh-huh. freaked out. I was sick of being, like, strung out of my mind. Like, uh-huh. I just wasn't, like, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's, like, it, it wasn't through with me or something. Like, I don't wow. know. That's kind of... That's how powerful <laughs> the the dr- the addiction is. I mean, it felt like, yeah, it's, like, I feel... It's, it's really... It takes over. It feels you. disingenuous to say, like, I wasn't done with it. It was, like, I don't, no, I don't make those calls. Like, I'm not the one. Like, uh-huh. And I feel like that's kind of, like, the that's, like, the AA bit. That, I was just going to say, yeah, we came to be- uh, came to believe powerless over... Power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. But also powerless to... Powerless the, over... The drink. Yeah, definitely. The sauce. Sauce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw a really... I saw a cool shirt on the internet, and it was uh, that classic UFO, I want to believe. Maybe it's from the X-Files. Is it from the X-Files? I think it predates that. Oh, yeah. Well, it was the classic thing, I want to believe, but instead it said, we came to believe. And I was like, that is so neat. Is it like a flying big book or something? (laughs) No, it was yeah, but it was... That's was, extremely cute. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It was a very, if you know, you know. Hell yeah. Which I, which I like. Friend of Bill mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so. So, um, went to rehab, came out, got back on it, lived in Southeast Ohio, delivered food. Mm-hmm. Changed the tips. Changed the tips. Stole guitar pedals. Mm-hmm. Sold them. Mm-hmm. Um was a, a massive piece of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's someone no one wants to be friends with. No, no, it was not pleasant. I did not pay rent or bills. Mm-hmm. I was just a, a, a total scumbag. Yeah. Um, what even happened? I, I Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't buy drugs where I was living because I was living in like a pretty rural area. So I would have to go to Cincinnati to buy drugs. But my mom ha- was like, freaked out by me using and shit so she like started tracking my phone so i would like leave my cell phone 
in Athens, get on a bus to go to Cincinnati and then just like go knock on this junkie's door. And all of this is like normal. This is a day. In your, yeah, this in is, your mind. This is twice a week. Like this is what I've got to do. And I would just like bring all the money that I made to Cincinnati. They bring all the drugs back. And I was like, it was just a, a, absolutely heinous. Um, it made perfect sense though. I mean, it's like, there's no, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Not do it? No. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It is a, such a powerful, I don't know how I feel about calling it a disease, but a powerful hold. Hold, yeah. Uh, it's a drive or something. It's like a... Yeah. I used to, it was like a, this is like kind of like a, a, a corny like notion that I enjoyed thinking about when I was using it. I, I was, it's like so stupid, but I would just be like, heroin's a beautiful thing or like these drugs are because it's like restores you to like a animalistic state where you only care about one thing like yeah. it's like kind of anti-capitalist in a way yeah this is the it's classic like, so like stupid drug legalize it it's so na- such narrative. nonsense no, I mean, but I do believe it obviously it's believe true. in legalization but yeah that's the classic <laughs> well it's like yeah I mean it's like this is the, this is this the, is this is the most pure to way to live yeah it's just it clear my mind of all this nonsense like other people <laughs> And my parents and my brother, etc. Yeah, that's just a waste of space. I did a podcast recently. I I didn't get a chance to air it. Maybe someday in the future. But uh, they were talking about how the best, the best trip of their life, or the scare. I asked what the scariest was, and they turned it into it being the most meaningful. Was when they r- realized that they. <laughs> could see themselves objectively and how everyone else viewed them and they were able to detach all emotion they were able to disengage from all emotional attachment from every person place and thing then that's how that's ego death yeah yeah, right yeah i guess and i was like (laughs) okay that sounds not healthy yeah uh, I know it sounds like sociopath yeah, behavior. Yeah, it's not good. But there's like a whole band of of people who are really into consciousness. Then and they think psychedelics. That's, yeah, or just like all drugs and thinking like that's how you know that's how we should all be. Just sociopaths. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just talking shit. No, it's it's. I'm it, talking shit. I'm being a, a brat and a baby, and I will stop talking shit now. Let's turn it back. <laughs> over well, to wait, you. wait. I did. I like. I. I, <laughs> I just have a. I. I have a. An issue with, like, I, I. do believe all drugs should be legal, and, you know, for like a safer supply. Sure. But I also, the people who advocate for like psychedelics as like treatment. Treatment. It, it's usually. They don't suffer from, I don't, I, no, 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 that's a generalization. I just feel like they don't take into account the people who can't afford to do the research to acquire their, these, and like take the right doses. Of these like pure psychedelics? Yeah, or like, just like anything like that. I just, I just feel like the ego death people. I had it once. I, Really? How was it? It was horrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I stared at a chair and I didn't know what it was. And I was just like, what is that thing? I had, I had no access to language. Oh, I feel like maybe I've experienced that before. It sucked. Yeah, I didn't know who I, I didn't. I had no self. I was gone. It was just like, there's like, who am I? Where am I from? What is going on? Oh, what is yeah. That, that happened to me there? on ketamine once. And I was so upset because I didn't know enough words. I didn't yeah, have enough yeah, access yeah. to words. Exactly. No words. I couldn't get them. Yeah. They were gone. It was just like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's really hard to describe, I think. Yeah, I feel like that ruined my brain forever, though, because now when I'm like inarticulate, and I'm reaching for a word, I equate it to the time that I experienced ego death. From ketamine. From ketamine. Ketamine's it coming made, back in a big way. It, yeah, it made me dumber. Yeah. That I experienced ego death. There you go. That's therapy. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. They do it at Johns Hopkins. Yeah. Well, honestly, the reason that I loved, probably still love, drinking is because it just made me dumber and not think. Yeah, totally. That's like the the best thing ever. It's quite nice. So I guess like that's the opposite of uh, using these psychedelics that 
you're like, let me access this part of my brain. Well, that's what they say it does. I don't know. But yeah, no, that ego death that I've experienced has been terrifying and like... Boring. <laughs> cringe. Yeah. No, it's it, it makes you just... Yeah, it's so cringe. That is, that is not what that word means. Um, I don't... I, I don't want to get into cringe We can, we can edit that part <laughs> edit the cringe out if you want. Theory. We'll like put in a different word over it. It put chuggy in there or something. <laughs> that's the other one that people say now. I've never said that out loud, and I don't. Is think that I even how start. I've never? I've never. I think I, I've heard it said out loud once, and I, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. It, it's not a, a word that I will utter. Utter. Yeah, some guy said it <laughs> yesterday. This is the first time I heard it out loud. He, I was gallery sitting, and he came in and referred to his outfit as chuggy. Was it? I don't know. I don't think so. It seemed fine. <laughs> he had like. High waters on and, uh, and new balances or something. High waters. I don't know how to describe it. I haven't it. heard anyone say that. It's such a, like a dad thing. I know totally. That's it's like how cute. I've always been shamed. No, it's cute. I I had high waters in middle school because I like had a growth spurt and you know we couldn't afford to get new jeans. So my mom would un on Furl so the, that bottom part yeah yeah got it give and, you like an extra inch uh-huh. or something that's hilarious and then it became super popular like a few years ago everyone is doing that I was like oh my mom did that for me it was like a poor person thing to everyone do. was doing what Un- unstitching that bit yeah yeah oh word because it looks cool but certainly where were we uh, what was it? I, 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 <laughs> fuck I was about to say like we were talking about like how, how complicated the like psychedelics as therapy is mm-hmm. like that whole notion and it is complicated it is it's it is compli- it's hard to yeah it's hard to for me to talk about it in general you can't generalize it there are so many facets and like the dog's barking is like so disorienting because i am listening to it in my headphones yeah i don't know where it's coming it from it makes it sound like it's closer yeah I don't know. There are just so many, like, circumstances and different... Yeah, we can really hear, like, every conversation. That's cool. (laughs) It's trippy. But let's just, like, get off of that topic because that that is something we can say for, like, another episode. It's murky. And I also... I don't know enough about it, and I don't want anyone to take anything I say for for value or whatever. I don't either. Because, Um, yeah... Just dis- disclaimer, anything I say is can't be held against me because I I basically black out during the podcast. Yeah. I have and no idea what, what's coming out of the mouth. And you you fried your brain. Ketamine. From, ketamine. from my ego death. So n- now you can't be held accountable. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's in the big book, too, I think. It totally is. I think it kind of is, <laughs> it to be is. honest. It definitely sounds like a big book thing. It's like... So when you're apologizing to everyone that you like totally fucked over, make sure you let them know that you're a different person now and <laughs> and everything that you did while you were under the influence wasn't you. Exactly. So, so that you're you're good, you're free. This is your uh, born again moment. Those are the promises. Yeah. <laughs> my, when my when I first was gonna go to treatment the first time, and I was like talking to my mom about what to do, she had heard or like read an article about psychedelic treatment, where you go to Mexico and you take this drug called ibogaine. Oh, I'm familiar. And you trip for like a really long time. Terrifying. And it's very intense. But we did a consultation with this guy. Like she like got this me on the your phone. Mom's with this, idea? This, this is her idea. This what is a, the first what a, idea. What a good mom. Oh my God. She did like research and it was so I mean, nice. I, I don't think that I could handle like a trip like that. I was just like, that's I'm not coming back from that. I was right? like so scared. I was like, I just want to go like hang out with some like dudes yeah, from that's Jersey. How, that's how like you get a new son. It's like I'm gonna That's what she wanted. Yeah. She wanted my, me to just fry my get brain. A new like son. a weird lobotomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's cute though. That was like that was the first idea we had. I was like, I'll go trip really hard in Mexico. Oh, that's really nice that she uh, acknowledged it first of all and made an effort to to help. And she's open minded enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, she's that's like, really nice. It's, it's cute. I mean, she she took a lot of peyote, and she she's got a she loves that stuff. Yeah, I talked to a lot of people who. Um, actually cured their alcoholism with peyote like yeah. a lot of people 
that I, you know, I, I trust that. Sure, why I not? I do, because I don't think you can get addicted to peyote. I don't think so. But I don't think it feels good. No, right? Yeah, psychedelics don't feel good. <laughs> they don't feel good That's at all. That's why I think they're stupid. It's yeah, like, they why definitely do I do don't feel good. I don't want to think about myself <laughs> right? or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> right? that's why weed is asinine. But, and me. that's why these people who are using these psychedelics and are like, drugs are beautiful and great, it's because they're not getting addicted to these drugs. They're they doing, don't. Because they're doing bad drugs. Yeah. Like you're doing the wrong exactly. ones. Like, exactly. You, drugs are supposed to make you feel better. Mm hmm. Not introspective. Like, I want to <laughs> yeah. fucking just, like, fall asleep or uh, work on uh, chores yeah. really diligently for six hours. <laughs> whatever the fuck. I, 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 did, I did meth a couple times. It was, it was very... It was kind of psychedelic in I've a way. done meth by mistake, and it was psychedelic for me, too, because I had been up for days and days and days. Yeah, I mean, you have hallucinations, and it's like mm -hmm. this wild... It, it, I, I, I injected terrifying. it, and that like that the rush of it was like... It was like I was put through like like hyperspace or something. Like, my brain was like, like zooming. Like, it was, it was wild. Wow. It wasn't a pleasant feeling. It sounds really which cool. Is why it's making me like a little, like, fiend... Really? Indie. I don't know. It just sounded the rush. It was, like, it was like a really, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. It was like, it was, it was psychedelic though, because it wasn't pleasant. And right. It, yeah. And that is, that's our conclusion is that psychedelics are not pleasant and that's why they don't count. Yeah. They're not real. The drugs that you can get addicted to. And if you do get addicted to them and if there's someone out there that is listening that and is it addicted is possible to them, to, I, it is. It yeah. is. I, Yes. There I, was a lady I knew who was addicted to, is ketamine a psychedelic? Yeah. Yeah, yes. she was like fully addicted and was like injecting ketamine every day. And yeah, it, not good. I, I lost somebody to a ketamine addiction and recently. Wow. Recently, yeah, yeah. And you know how addictions go, they do it in private. You know, you don't know what's going on until it's too late. Yeah. Usually. Uh, and ketamine addiction is not something that people talk about. Never. At all. Because the psychedelic community, they don't want to acknowledge that. It's addictive? Yeah. Or that you can overdose from it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like a thing that they love to lean on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't OD from this shit. Like, yeah. And also, people don't, like the, the, the harm reduction people want to focus on suing Purdue and... Just like uh, and like the societal, I don't know. I just feel like ketamine addiction is is overlooked by all the. It's not widespread enough. Like I feel like the ketamine use is like it's kind of. I don't know what it's like in other parts of the country currently, but I think here in it is becoming like really prevalent in a way that I. I mean, I've never experienced like this many people I know like, right? doing K all the time. It's yeah, so weird. It's really weird. I, I, ju I just moved here um, to Brooklyn in October, and I, I've definitely been struck by like, mm -hmm. wow, these people really are into ketamine for some reason. Yeah, it's odd. I know, right? And it's gonna get bad. I'm sure. Oh my, yeah, no, I mean, that's what happened to my friend. It, yeah. it, was, it was like that moment fairly recently when there was like fentanyl and, any, and everything. Right. Um, what is that about? I mean, I, I I, you know what? I actually still don't know exactly uh, the like toxicology report of his and the circumstances of his death. So, you know what? That is not on the record. Sure, don't speculate. Yeah. But I. But ketamine addiction is, is very, is real. Yeah. And dangerous. We'll figure it out. Well, yeah. You know, it's complicated. All this shit is complicated. Sobriety. There's <laughs> Recovery. A, the AA folks, you know, I, I love AA. Truly, I will never say a disparaging thing about the program. But I, I do think it's, I think it's kind of complicated. Like, I was sober for all of COVID, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, I got sober before COVID. And then when COVID happened, I was like... Just keep this going. It seems smart. And when you say sober, I mean, you mean sober, sober. Like not not drinking or anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, I've been I've been off of like heroin for oh, seven years or so. Congratulations. Uh, God bless you. That is that's that's major. Pretty that good. That kid needs to stop crying. Which one? I don't, the one that's crying. They stopped. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the child whisperer. Nope, she's still going. He's still going. 
Oh, it's like an actual baby. That's fine. It's a baby baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. When my kids whine, <laughs> I'm so mean. I just, like, give them the silent treatment. You just stare them dead in the eye? I'm, I'm like, I don't hear whining. Like, that just doesn't register. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't hear whining. You've disappeared, mm-hmm. effectively. Which is the worst thing you can do to a kid is, like, you know, not be there at all. Uh, and that's how much I can't stand the sound of whining. Because if you act like they're not there, they're like their sense of self. All is they so want weak. is like all they want is like attention, exactly. and validation all the time, and a response all the time. And when they don't get it, they assume that they've disappeared. Yeah, or they just it's they they don't like it, you know. Sure, I don't. Uh, that's because attention that, that carries seeking, into adulthood. Atten- I was just gonna say attention seeking behavior is um, a childish behavior. Yeah, it's something I don't do, <laughs> and I don't know anyone who does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's how much I hate whining that I like get to almost like uh, child abuse status stuff because I, I do feel like that's the most I, the most like uh, m- mental mental manipulation bad I just feel like it's bad but it makes them stop whining and if you get everyone- what, if you get what you want it's all fine <laughs> yeah. whining yeah. and pity none of that oh yeah earlier we were talking before we turned the podcast on, Joe and I were talking about how pity is one of the worst feelings to feel for someone and from someone. I think right? it's, is that, is I, that I, basically it was like I don't I feel that it's not productive to feel pity for someone. I think it's like I don't know because when I when people feel pity for me, I feel shame. Like mm-hmm. I have a shame response to that mm-hmm. as I do for most things. Yeah, me too. Just all shame. Yeah, no, shame is a lot of it. Uh, a, lot a lot of, of my fuels day. my yeah. <laughs> my actions, thoughts, feelings. Totally. Shame. 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 I like it. <laughs> uh, shit, but but pity. We're talking. Pity. Pity. Pity is the same. It's just, I don't know. It's all tied up with shame with me. So it it's is. like it's degrading. I feel like it's not good for me to be like oh i feel so sorry for you oh, mm. like i'm sorry you went through that oh it's like what is that even? i don't know but like, also like when you actually feel i feel like oh if it, like there's there's feigning empathy which i feel like is you kind of make like that was a version of i don't know that's what it sounds like that's just like a social nicety or something yeah yeah but like to actually like f- pity somebody oh yeah uh it's pretty, pretty it's egotistical. So it's like looking down on somebody like so much. Yeah. And just the thought of being pitied is, I, I can't think of anything worse. Actually, no, <laughs> I can. And it's the yeah. thought of not being thought about at all. No attention. No attention. There you go. Nothing worse. Absolutely not. You disappear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were, I, I was going to talk right. about how like I... Um, I mean, this is, I was going to say it's unrelated, but it is always related to shame. No matter what I talk about, it somehow ties back into my shame. Um, oh, I was talking about sobriety and how I was sober for all of COVID, which was genius right, right, on my right. part. It totally. Was a very good decision. Totally. I know a lot of people who... Spiraled hard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, that would have I was, certainly happened to me. I Yeah, no, I was really concerned for, for people during, like, the beginning of COVID when they like when the meetings were closed yeah totally and if anyone if i were counting days at the beginning of covid i would have been like fuck this a lot of people like i was in those zoom meetings and it was like there were a lot of newcomers like coming in they're just like because i'm fucking drinking a fifth a day exactly because i knew a ton of people who just like they like lost track of time they were just like drinking in the morning yeah yeah just shake it like yeah that was brutal i dodged it yeah. Like truly great. I worked all. I worked the steps. Uh-huh. Wow, really? Yeah, during COVID. Good for you. Wow. Yeah. I I love to hear a success story story with the steps in the program. Steps are fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's good. That's the program. I yeah. Mean, like, yeah. Yeah. The meetings are the meetings where you go to talk about the steps. I guess in theory. Mm-hmm. I like I like going so people can pay attention to what I have to say. Absolutely. That's why most people go. I, I think. know. I it think totally that's is. kind of what they're about. No, and but the steps are, it's good stuff. Even stuff in the big book. And you, if you're not a, an addict, it's, it's. Pick up a copy. It's good. It's, it's good stuff. It's great. Yeah. Great fodder. Um, and you uh-huh. can just take those stories and just pretend like they're yours and people will think you're cool. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could you could do this podcast. Okay, talk about talk about <laughs> so, working the steps so in COVID. I, I, I don't really want to go into like the step okay, work, okay. but the step work is cool. It's it's like it's pretty, um, it's it's in depth. It's like uh, it's like taking acid or something. Really? No, I don't know. I think that you're supposed <laughs> to ultimately have ego death, though, as a result of the steps of right. some variety, right, where you right, like right. kind of ditch your like. But that's when you surrender yourself to to Jesus. To Jesus. And yeah. it, it is Jesus. I that know you it's do it Jesus. Too. You know they say I it's not, it's but Jesus. it's Jesus. I know. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I know. Um, it's I, not though. It's actually not. I, it's, no, it's I your do. Ego. I love whatever you want. I I love. AA and I love all of I love all the stuff the the steps the program I, I think it's incredible but obviously there are things that I disagree with yeah that normal people disagree with totally I think it works too like I like I knew when I was in I was in Baltimore I was I was boozing I was like working in a restaurant I was like it was very unhealthy I was like in a pretty unhealthy relationship um, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't thrilled about how much I was drinking and it felt like it was making my life unmanageable mm-hmm. and I knew where to go mm-hmm. when because I had were, that feeling because I was 13 is when you were when you found a, out about it as a child yes <laughs> a so I knew child. and I knew that it worked so I went and it did work if I go to a meeting every day it's I our, will be sober no it's so fucking true wait listeners that is something that if you don't take away anything else from this episode that is a good one to take away because it does work. It's crazy. Going to a meeting will keep you sober for the day. It is insane. It'll like, keep you sober for the day. No matter how, like, I do not want to be drinking after I go to a meeting. Fuck no. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I stopped going to them because I was like, damn, I kind of want to drink. I can't go to these meetings anymore. <laughs> it's about yeah. to be the summer of love. I need to, uh-huh. like, spread my wings here in uh, the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started drinking again pretty recently. Maybe, like, yeah. a couple months ago. And it's been fun. I've do been, you- like, uh... You, you, your relationship to alcohol is different than your relationship to like heroin. Oh yeah, I don't really like it that much. Like I think it's fine. I don't drink every day. Um, I've never blacked out. I'm not here to to like have an intervention or like make you admit to being an alcoholic. No, I, I'm probably I, an alcoholic. I don't. Fucking, I have no problem I mean, saying that I, I'm an alcoholic either. Like yeah, a lot of people really is, do. A lot of, that is. A lot of people really do. No, I, I know they do. I mean, and I, I don't. Like, it's like, I, is it I'm an sh- alcoholic. Is it a shame thing, maybe? For who? For them? For, the, for people who, like, really pride can't. Pride thing, maybe? Yeah, I don't, shame I don't know what it is. Depends on what their association so of what, or what weird. an alcoholic means it's to them. so, right. That, okay, so that is what I wanted to just brush over. Yeah, so sobriety is different for everybody. Like, I take my Adderall and I'll, like, drink Kratom and for other people, that's not sober. But for me, that is sober. Sure. And sober for you includes alcohol. And Maybe. Not, well, I mean, I'm just <laughs> I saying. I don't think I'm sober. Right, right. I'm just saying it is different for everyone. And there's the thing with AI is that it's black or it's black and white. Like totally, yeah. That. Is but just it's becoming I try a little. It's becoming a little grayer. On this, on this little pod. I, that's why I like talking to everybody, getting all their stories. That's that's why I wanted to come on here, like where I was interested in when you said that. Mm. Like I know that you're not like on a pulpit, like preaching about like this is what it is. It's like maybe maybe it's not like that. Right. I don't know. My 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 mom doesn't think I'm. A, she's like she's like you're not an alcoholic. You don't uh, black out and like yeah. hit people. Right. No. My my mom would say that about about me too. I'm sure. Like you don't need to quit drinking. You don't have the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a relative of mine did say it's this is like a very problematic thing to say, but they did say it, and I think it's hilarious. And they're like, I was like talking about how I'm an alcoholic. I was like, I'm an alcoholic. I go to these meetings. I'm sober. And they're like, just like just because you're an alcoholic doesn't mean you can't drink. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, kind of true. That is so fair cool. enough. Yeah, I, my uh, Caitlin Phillips. She had a really good tweet, and or no, it wasn't a tweet. It was it was an excerpt from something she wrote, maybe for Art Forum. But it was like, I'd rather hang out with alcoholics in bars than in meetings. Sheesh. Isn't that pretty good? It's pretty good. And, and yeah. it's kind of true, sure. Yeah, well, but it's depending. The same, yeah, same vibe. Just because you're an alcoholic doesn't mean you can't drink is good stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's and funny. I, I, I really uh, I appreciated <laughs> that. And, it, and it's true. Cause it's like, I mean, you know, we're out here in, in, in New York City, and there's a lot of alcoholics here, especially, like, in the, like... 
the arts community. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a the, the 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 tortured artist trope. Well, fair enough. Also, it's that real. Too. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's real. There's something to it. <laughs> yeah. They, they say it. We we talk about it enough that it it, it seems real. But, uh, but people people booze mm-hmm. a lot here, and mm-hmm. that according to the big book is alcoholism. The way that people drink here is not normal, like healthy drinking. People from not here, when they come here, they they notice that. Yeah, it's not right. It ain't right. Like <laughs> it's I, I it's all it's been it's all I've ever known. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it ain't right. The 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 drinking, the mass the mass alcohol mass alcoholism here. There's a lot of coke here. Heard people people love doing coke here. Yeah, which is dangerous because. The you fentanyl know. thing. Yeah. I don't understand that. It's, like, why even I don't, logically, I don't get, it may, just why it makes any sense to cut I don't get it, it either. with fentanyl. I truly, truly don't. Just put baby powder in there. Yeah. Just like, you're going to kill Laxatives. your clients? No, it's so insane. I don't understand. Uh, I don't get it. It's but, not even good from, like, a just a capitalist perspective. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're killing your clients. Yeah. That's stupid. You want drug addicts, not Dead, dead people. people. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I know. I know. That's a hot, hot ass take right there. <laughs> yeah. Truly. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Joe Spire. I, I feel as though we are coming to an end. Are we? At- I mean, we don't have to. We can keep we I have no idea talking. how long we've talked. I, I feel like it's been about an hour. Let, let's see. I've seen the sun change. We talk about this like for an eternity. Honestly. Yeah, I know. It's so I mean, that's easy. We've been should, talking about it this entire time. We've been hanging out. You should we make a just podcast. Been the entire time. I know. I don't want to make a podcast. I love having a podcast. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, then I'm glad you have one. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I don't know. It's fun talking about this stuff too because it is like. It, it is. It helps it, me like mm-hmm. to talk about it because it's like I feel like shame <laughs> uh-huh. about. Uh, the decisions that I make and the things that I do and it isn't that simple it is basically it my whole life revolves around it oh yeah I don't know I don't know I don't even know if that is true but I do love talking about it you don't think your whole life revolves around it does but I what do you wake up in the morning and do (laughs) we take pills wish I was asleep wish I was wish I was dead (laughs) no I take pills yeah yeah, that. You know, let's not even get into that. The I do. I, I do love. Either. I do love talking about all of this stuff, and I love hearing everyone's cool people's views and stories. And also, it's just it's mad rare to find cool people who are sober ish. Ish. I mean, I. I or no, you're, I, you know, maybe I am sober. You're I don't sober. know. I'm sober off. Sober. Yeah, you know, I've been an AA longer than <laughs> most of y'all. Yeah, that's true. It's really weird. <laughs> it is um, like a cool flex. It's like I've been I've been coming to meetings since. That, no, for that's fourteen years. That's wild. That's like Drew Barrymore stuff. Truly, Drew Barrymore. Is she in the program? Definitely, she must be. She's married to the guy from The Strokes. Is she? Probably, I don't, maybe. What is that? What is that? I just have saw. To I, deal with I just well because I, when I looked at, when I looked at your iPod, this is going to be cut. But no, I didn't. I was I was looking at the iPod earlier, uh-huh. and? and I saw what band did I even see? I saw some bands, and I was like, thought of the Strokes, and I was like, I used to listen to the Strokes, and then you mentioned Drew Barrymore, and I was like, she's married to the guy from the Strokes. I think I might be wrong. I thought she was married to the, uh, the guy with the like curly hair she's probably married to someone cool because she's cool because she she's a drug addict cool. precisely and she didn't take <laughs> psychedelics either exactly um but you know what's even cooler than doing all the drugs and getting like like ruining your life is getting better it and, is, be- and being able to to talk about it being honest about it is, is nice that's the best part i think being honest about it it feels really good like if you're still using and you're all fucked up and you know I wouldn't have run into you befriended you I wouldn't invited you to be on the podcast you know I wouldn't live here you yeah I wouldn't be like making you, art you or doing maybe anything. would not be alive uh, probably not yeah it's unlikely that I would be like yeah shooting up dr- dope like you, you're gonna be dying yeah like soon getting better is the coolest thing you could get well getting better whatever you know what I mean healing being honest being I, that, honest. that is like a that is the thing about the thing the AA thing that I like really love is just like you just 
gotta just say the stuff that you don't want to say. It feels really good. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I. Cathartic. Cathartic. It, it, maybe it is. Yeah. I have a hard time with that word, like cringe. Cringe and cathartic. I guess they are similar. Why not? It is kind of similar. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh shit. I agree with you. Wow, the sun has done a, a thing, or a I guess the, dance, earth, the yeah. earth has done a thing. If you believe that it's round. Yeah. I do. This is not a flat earthish podcast, is it? No. Sheesh. Oh, I didn't show you my flat earth uh, uh, print that I have. I just showed you my moon landing is fake print. That's you show me a lot of stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff that I like to show people. I'm so annoying. It's insane. Okay, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, for real. This is a good one. I'm excited to post this one. Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited for everyone to listen. Except for me. I won't be listening. I mean, I, I, I won't be either. I'm, I'm going to put this mic down and forget that I was ever here. Exactly. And just yeah, move on with my out. life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's There's no other out. way to, to emotionally deal with this. I, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You didn't say anything embarrassing at all, I, I promise. Why am I filled with and, shame? <laughs> you're not, are you? Okay. No, no. Are you? <laughs> this is that's good though. I think it's health. It's self awareness. Yeah, it's maybe. I don't know. Self awareness. Let's ego, end it. Wait, is self awareness and ego death? Is is that's, it when self awareness gets so intense that you stop being aware of the self? Is that what like it is? It's like you like go through like a black hole or something, and you just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, it's a enough. black hole. I don't know what it is. All right, people. This has been another episode of Al Anonymous. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, till next time, ciao. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming. And finally, if you are technologically impaired, maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.